Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop Five Basketball Academy. Well, Bart, as we uh, enter this stretch run, now for the Arkansas basketball Razorbacks. Brandon Miller, the terrific player for the Alabama Crimson Tide. If you are an Arkansas player, do you take that as a little bit of a different challenge, this time concerning Brandon Miller knowing everything that's gone on within the last five days or so? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because the only thing that can derail a great Alabama season, which they have had a great season, this is two back-to-back, and I think I think Nate Oates has done the best job in the country, Randy, or one of them, as far as recruiting talent and developing talent. But when you have a situation like that, that's the one thing that can create such a distraction for a basketball team that it's hard to really focus on what is actually the task at hand. And when you look at this with the dynamic players that they have and you say, how can you take and slow a team down as good as Alabama? Well, you have a controversy like this. You have players' eligibility in question. You have reporters everywhere and players having to answer questions that they're uncomfortable with. And this is how teams really kind of slide off. And especially with Nate Oates catching the criticism that he has, I think it does present a different challenge. And listen, let's be honest, Randy, Nick Spence Jr. is a different player, too, at this point in time. And let's don't de-emphasize the fact, knowing Nick Spence like I do, I don't have any problem saying this. He loves the University of Alabama and Nate Oates and almost went there. And that would be his second choice for the Razorbacks. So this is a testy, tough, very unpredictable dynamic that they find themselves in tomorrow. Got to be odd I for him. Asked. He made the statement that Brandon Miller is his best friend. Now, yeah. I think he said that before all this yeah. came out. But uh, that, that this has got to be an odd deal for him. Yeah, it's so tough. And, and, and this is what, if you find the basketball world, the best friend situation is you can't downplay that. Like Anthony Black, a big part of the reason he came here was because of Nick Smith and his relationship with Nick Smith. That's why I said Anthony White benefited the most. You can tell he just had a pep to his step as soon as Nick came back. So Nick keeps his circle tight. So the fact that they're, they are best friends, they're extremely close, and that's a tight circle, and certainly that's one of those things where you want to stand by your buddy, but at some point in time, you know, you have a situation, and listen, people have to take responsibilities for their actions, no matter what they are, good basketball player or not. I was going to ask you, what is the connection between Nick and Brandon Miller? What did they did they play together on the summer circuit? Where, where's, where's the connection there? It's a summer basket. It's a summer basketball circuit thing. So these two were both on the Nike EYBL circuit, so they they know each other that well. And then, of course, Randy, here's the thing: when you get to ninth grade, you have Pangos. That's the All-American camp. You have CP3, which is the All-American camp, which I'm, I'm fortunate enough to train, the Rising Stars. And then you have all of these ESPN Top 100s and Wooten's Top 150. And these guys almost spend the entirety of their summer together. And so it gets to be really, really such a tight, close, 
shit. And then when you take guys that are at the top of their game, like Brandon Miller, Nick Smith, and you straight the top 30, and these guys are talking all the time, social media. So the summer circuit creates really what I think those lasting relationships are that these kids really hang on to um, throughout their entire life. You know, if Nick Smith could have talked Miller into coming to Arkansas, he wouldn't have had this happen. <laughs> well, listen, I think they ran out of scholarship. Rick, I, I, I don't, I don't I think they didn't have one for him. <laughs> well, listen, we thought we were worried they had enough for the ones they're keeping. No, I mean, I really think that situation got to be if you it's almost a curse to be that loaded at a guard position. And this is what Calipari's had a little bit of trouble with this at Kentucky. You're asking people to come in and be scoring 25, 30 points a game and dominating the ball to come in and play in a little over half the game and take a touch to hit and stat. So it's one of those things you it's so hard to convince these kids to sacrifice like this because they're thinking one and done. So they want to put up as much numbers as they possibly can and then go to the NBA draft. So that's really more of it than we don't have a scholarship, of course, but it, it factors in. They want to put up numbers, and to do that, you got to take some shots. And to do that, you need minutes. Wow. Uh, Bart, this from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Uh, let's see. Ben wants to know your thoughts on the Alabama game. And I, I think you just answered that a second ago. Uh, and was Nick Smith close to going to Alabama? Ooh. Uh, that coach seems good. Well, NATO, despite this controversy, guys, and I, I don't know what y'all's perspective is, this guy can flat coach. Now, I, I, I had the pleasure of watching one of his seminars through um, through Pure Sweat, through Drew Hanlon, and I listened to him talk about the mid-range game, and, you know, we talk about the NBA game, and this is a college guy that preaches threes or layups. So, According to value, he's already teaching that don't take the mid-range because it'll cost you. Corner three is the best shot in basketball. This is a guy that at one point in time was not too long ago was coaching high school basketball. So I think Nate Oates is doing as good of a job, as great of a job as anybody in the country. I can tell you right now, Nick Smith Jr. was close to going to the University of Alabama, probably closer than most people care to think. And doesn't mean that Arkansas was not a great choice. It was. That's how torn he was between the decisions. Um, my observation on the Alabama game is this. Defensively, that's what it comes down to. There's going to be plenty of offense. If we play like we've been playing on defense with Nick Smith Jr. back in the fold, with all the distractions that are going on and have been going on in Alabama, this is a Arkansas Razorback win. If they play their game, but they have to play sound defense and avoid the four-minute stretches of no scoring. That's been the curse of this basketball team. And yep. then another question for you from Jim. Uh, what does Bart think the Hogs' chances are in the NCAA? If they continue to play, and this is not an overly optimistic, I, I, I just try to look at it from a strategic analytical point. This is a Final Four basketball team, and I, and I said this last week. I'm not ready to commit to a national championship. That's just too broad-based. Do they have that potential? Yes. Are they a Final Four basketball team? Yes. That's the goal of this team. I think that's been the goal the, the whole time. They need to catch a little bit of luck. 
and this is what any team needs to catch a little bit of luck to win a title. It's, it's, it's apparent to everyone. You have to be a little bit lucky, but certainly this is a Final Four basketball team. If you look at the top team and you say, okay, I can project an Elite Eight, Arkansas could beat any one of those teams. So I certainly think this is a Final Four basketball team, and I'm not setting expectations too high, but this is a better team than last year, and we made it to the Elite Eight. And this from James as we switch gears a little bit. Can you ask Bart what team's players or some of his top picks are favorites going into the 5A state tournament? A good one. Uh, So on the girls' side, I love Greenwood. I stand by the fact that Greenwood, as a 5A school, could very well be the best girls' team in the state. They've lost two games all year, both of those to 6A schools, and it's very, very close fashion. So I love Greenwood. I love West Memphis out of the east on the girls' side. It's a team that's had three losses all year. They most Every one of those losses have come to out-of-state teams, except for Conway. So they lost two to uh, two private schools in Tennessee and then one to Conway and a, pretty much a nail-biter. So I love those two teams on the girls' side. We've been saying it all year. Pine Bluff on the boys' side. With the state tournament at Pine Bluff, you can't hardly pick against them. So I'm going with them. My second choice, Lake Hamilton Wolves, a team that had some injuries, but they're in the same conference. Ty Robinson is the most underrated player in the state at 6'5", 2024, averaging 22 points a game. That'd be my top two on the boys' side. Two pretty good choices, if you ask me. All right, Bart, hang on. We've got one more segment. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop 5 Basketball Academy. Well, Bart, I'm going to I'm going to read this one and I'm going to include I'm going to include Neil in this one because I think Neil can give some insight to this as well. So, Marianne, she says did this Bart guy just say this team is better than last year's? Not at all. Maybe more talented, but not a better team. Last year's team was better defensively and could shoot way better. So, Mr. Bart Reed, Mr. Hoop 5, Mr. Neil Atkinson of Saracen Casino Resort, what would you rebut to Marianne? Well, I would say that Marianne is extremely insightful because it's a great comment and question. It's hard to compare things. But when you look at it going, I'm looking at the NCAA tournament and down this stretch. The team last year was a better team. They did shoot the ball better. But this team is more balanced offensively, and we have more players that can drive and distribute the basketball. Now, the difference between this year and last year's team on the defensive end, we can add more ball pressure, which equates to a better NCAA tournament. So I think both teams are great teams. This team is certainly more talented. But when you look at it going to the NCAA tournament, that doesn't mean the record will will, will show that. But I think this year's team is a better NCAA than last year. All right, Neil, your thoughts. 
I think this year, because of some of the injuries, that there wasn't as much time together. Because you look at a team, the way they play at the beginning of the season, it can be completely opposite. And and, and you can look at teams like, um, um, I guess, maybe South Carolina, you know, on, on how at the beginning of the season and then they had the spark midseason, the more they play, the way Texas A&M developed throughout thing i think it's the kind of the same thing and and i I really liked her statement i i I agree with what she says in in my opinion uh, with hers is i think if we wouldn't have had the injuries and we would had more playing time together with the core group um you you would sit a little bit more you know stability and you know a little bit more consistency through there because we've had a little bit more hot and cold this year than we did last year of course last year you know we had some great runs and they were really really hot i mean it was really fun watching last year and this team is fun too and i think this team is going to peak right going into this tournament and we'll we'll learn a lot tomorrow about that and see if that's true tomorrow all right bart i've got another question for you this one from the farmer he says ask bart if he thinks dumas will win the championship in basketball this season and he's talking about the dumas bobcats boys team yeah, so I've got Dumas as a favorite. As you look at it, and they've got just such a powerhouse team. And and, and you, when you break it down, Randy, you've got essentially the way you look at it, they've got two college basketball players. They've got uh, Mike Young and then Jay Young. And so those are two guards that can certainly play at the next level. But you have to look at it from an overall conference. So just for them to win the title, you've got to go through Benton Harmony Grove, Episcopal, Melbourne, uh, Newport. So there's so many great teams, but when I, and Rosebud, when I look at it, I would say that Dumas is the favorite considering they went 14 and 0 in conference. And I think they're in one of the toughest, toughest conference in that region, region eight, which has got Drew Central and McGee in it, both that are 10 and four. Dumas at 14 and 0. That's who my favorite would be to win the 3A state championship on the boys side. All right, Bart, this one from John. He says, love having Bart and Saracen on at the same time. How does Bart, or how would he pick college winners in the NCAA tournament? Well, Bart, let's just give you the easy one first. Neil and Saracen have set the line tomorrow on Arkansas, Alabama at eight and a half. Arkansas is an eight and a half point dog. Here's the interesting number. The over-under is 151 and a half. I mean, this could be 198 before it's all said and done. I, I so, was just about to say, yeah, the over-under, they blow through that. This is going to be offense, offense, offense. I think they. I think we could see, even with Arkansas not taking a ton of threes, I think you could see 40 to 45 three-point shots taken uh, in tomorrow's game. I think the over and under, they will blow blow through that. They're going to score a ton of points. I would take Arkansas. I I cannot stress how much of a distraction this has been for the Alabama Crimson Tide and and the coaches. Uh, This bleeds over into practice time, and if you look at it from just uh, betting or picking winners, can't over – estimate what can happen in a locker room to really change the dynamic of a team. They're distracted. The Arkansas Razorbacks cover that number. I think we can be as high as 15 points. 
Arkansas wins. What? Now you're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, only if people bet on uh, Arkansas. Neil, listen. Well, yeah. that, that, money, that money line would be a, one heck of a nice payoff uh, tomorrow. Let's see. The money line is, is uh, plus 275, so you'll, you get back almost three to one on your money if you do the money line. That means they have to win the game. There's no point. So, uh now I'm nervous. I'm going to look at that money line liability when I get up in the morning. And... But anyway, that, that's what makes this time of year. That's what makes so much, this time of year so much fun. So, and of yeah, course, you it know, really does. it would it wouldn't be any fun if we if we determined the winners by what the betting lines were. So I'm glad we do play the games to determine to determine the outcome. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. What what Bart said, and then and the way he is looking at it is exactly the way you want to look at it. If you are a sports better, if you're not just doing it recreationally, okay. If you're going to be betting uh, seriously, that type of analyst and the way of looking at the game, that's what you want to do if you want to be successful long term betting. And and there's people that do it now, and that's usually all they do, by the way. So they they treat it as a business. So uh, and, and and that's the business of Bart, and he and, and I trust what he would say. So. Neil, how much how much is this line going to vary? You think between now and we'll say noon tomorrow? Well, we don't. If the line moves, it's going to take the national line to move because we're probably going to leave it alone. Um, we have our local bias, which which sometimes money comes in, but we don't want to be too we don't want to be too high on the or. or different from what the consensus line, especially if my line wouldn't be as good. Uh, Arkansas, they're going to bet them, and I can't stop them from betting them, so I'm going to give them their good value so they keep using me as a book. <laughs> uh, Bart, you, you've definitely upset Neil. He's, no, he's, I'm not upset. I'm, he, just, he, I'm just nervous tomorrow. He, <laughs> Neil, I'm pulling for you, man. I'm pulling for you. Well, no, you pull, I bet that sucker, and I hope it wins, man. I, it, we, it's it's not my money, although I do get rollades yeah. when it when, when when it's not good. So you right, can call from Safford here at Sarasota Casino.